You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. It is intercepted. Bailey, the other way. Marcus Bailey punctuates this upset with a pick six. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. That audio clip courtesy of ABC and ESPN. Of course, from a night that likely no Purdue fan will ever forget. I'm talking about October 20th, 2018, also known as 49 to 20, also known as the Tyler Trent game. Of course, that clip was of my guest today, Marcus Bailey and his pick six that capped off the uh, thrilling upset up there in West Lafayette uh, about a year and a half ago. And like I said, my guest, Marcus Bailey, is here today. Uh, Marcus, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Doing outstanding. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be on here. No problem. Hey, I'm excited to have you. Uh, loved watching you and your uh, four-year career there at Purdue. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things today, but I want to kick off with uh, just how you're doing in your rehab from your knee injury and getting ready for the NFL Combine. Yeah, so as of right now, I'm about four and a half to five months out of um, ACL surgery. And the rehab process has gone outstanding. Um, actually ahead of schedule, been no setbacks. Um, my performance has been great, and I'm, I'm ready to get to the combine and show the teams that I'm healthy and ready to get back on the field. Amen. Put myself in a position to get drafted. So Awesome. Yeah. Speaking of, you'll be in Indianapolis this week working out for teams, going through the whole combine process. What have you heard or what have you learned from maybe others who have went before you on what to expect this week? Yeah, so, I mean – you're going looking at the NFL, at the NFL. It's like this is my my dream job or dream career. So this is like my my interview process. Yeah. But it's not just like a a normal interview. You go in for like an hour with whoever. This is like a four or five day extensive uh, look at me as a person, my body, uh, my football IQ, uh, every aspect they can they can look at or find out about me. They're gonna they're gonna try to this week. So. I've been preparing for it for the past few months. Um, I've talked to several guys who have gone through the process, and um, I'm excited. I feel ready. Um, I'm just ready to get there and uh, get, get it rolling. Like you said, you've been uh, going through this process since probably shortly after the injury and when you knew you were not going to return back to Purdue and yet and instead go for the NFL. What have you been hearing so far, and what, what are your uh, your goals or your expectations uh, through the combine and then into the NFL draft. Yeah, so going into the 2019 season, um, I had been hearing a bunch of reports that you know I was like a top five linebacker, like potentially second, third round pick. Uh, of course, when the the injury happened, that kind of shattered that a little bit. Um, and so, you know, I, everything my agent's been telling me, I, you know, it's all going to depend on how the medicals look. But mm-hmm. if everything looks good, you know, I could. I've been hearing anything from like third to sixth round, okay. um, but that's all going to be based off how I do, how the medicals look, how the scans look, how uh, my interviews go, how um, you know how the how my workout at pro day goes, all that kind of stuff. So oh. I'm just going to control what I can control, and um, you know just enjoy the process. That's awesome, and we obviously wish you the best there. And also speaking of the combine, a big thing and reason we are talking today, Marcus is. Uh, we're talking about Tyler Trent and the Tyler Trent Foundation. You have started this pledge it drive to help uh, raise money for the Tyler Trent Foundation. Explain and tell us why you're doing that and then how people can get involved. Yeah, so 
I so about a few few weeks ago, I'd seen a bunch of different guys that were uh, that had been invited to the combine. I saw them doing this pledge. This I didn't even know that was a possible thing to do, but they were they were pledging for their bench press reps, and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. I I should probably look into doing something too. And so I reached out to my agency and uh, thought of thought, thought of some ideas. And the first thing that came to my, came to my mind was uh, the Tyler Trent Foundation. And so I immediately reached out to Tony and Kelly, uh, Tyler's parents, and asked them, you know, what foundations needed funding, and how do I, you know, how how can we get it set up, and that they would approve of me doing that. And you know, they were really excited. They were really supportive in the process. Um, you know, I've, I've met them and talked to them a few times. You know, throughout the process of um, you know Tyler Trent being a huge Purdue fan, everything that he did, not just for Boilermakers but for the entire nation. Their, their family has come to Purdue a lot spoken to them a lot of times so i felt like it was important for me just to double check with them to make sure it was all good and um you know through my agent and their foundation we got it set up onto uh with the pledge organization the pledge to to uh the tyler trent foundation so if anyone wants to go go pledge before friday they can go on to uh they can go to pledge it.org slash marcus bailey or you can just go to my my twitter instagram go to my bio click click the link in there you can make a pledge uh, any X, X amount of dollars for however many reps I do in the bench press, or you can make just a straight up donation awesome. as well. That's really cool, Marcus. I appreciate you doing that. I, I mean, I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. I will also include links to that on the uh, web article I push out, and just also for those who are listening only, uh, Marcus is with a K M A R K U S uh, Bailey B A L E Y. Awesome. Uh, setting that up, talking to the trends. Talk. I want to go back. Tell me about when you first met Tyler and, and just. Uh, the how the relationship formed from there on out um i think that we, we started hearing about the you know the process or the adversity that tyler Trent was, was facing uh certain there was a certain time after one of our practices that i think it got brought up to all, to all of our attention and i'd heard about the initial story where i don't know if you probably know about this about i think tyler like i had camped out for mm-hmm. the michigan game yeah and he was so excited for the game, and then that's how him and Coach Brom kind of got acquainted with mm-hmm. each other. And, um, you know, after practice, they told us about that whole thing. And then, ever, you know, ever since then, you know, he's been, you know, we, we've, been, we've been really involved with the story, trying to keep up with it. And then in 2018, I think all the captains, we went down there to see mm-hmm. them in Indianapolis a couple times. Um, got, to meet, got to meet his family, got to talk with him. That was my first time actually really meeting him in person, okay. and um, talking to him, talking to him, hearing his story, and really we weren't like we weren't going there just you know to talk about we we're just just hanging out and just talking about just just life in general, mm-hmm. his interests and things that he's into. Um, you know, he was doing he was writing for the Purdue Exponent for a little bit. Yeah. He did some like this, some data analysis mm-hmm. stuff for the for for the paper in Indianapolis mm-hmm. too. So we were just hanging out with him, and then uh, I know he he had ended up predicting that we would beat Ohio state going into that night. And, you know, the rest is history at that point. And it was, that's what made everything such a phenomenal story. And then, um, as more people started hearing about what he was going through and how he was able to have to demonstrate such courage and, um, be able to stay positive through, through the situations, uh, inspired so many people. And then it just blew up around the nation. And, um, you know that was my experience. Just meeting meeting him. I went to we went to his house a couple of times, mm-hmm. 
and then his family would come down and anytime I would get a chance to see him, um, you know, I would, I would talk to him. And then of course, when anytime he was able to go out for captains, he was an honorary captain for us too. So he would go out with us. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the whole thing was just, was just a really cool, inspiring story. And I'm, I'm thankful and honored just to even play like a small part of it to being part of the teams mm-hmm. that was, you know, during that, during that time period. Right. And I think, yeah, the two that stand out for me involving you, yeah, you going down there after that Nebraska game, you guys go out to Nebraska and beat them up pretty good out there, come back with that game ball and, and taking it down to his house. And like you said, just spending the afternoon and some time with him down there. And just like you said, talking about life and sports and whatnot. And then of course the other one, again, that's, we've talked about a little bit already, uh, the Ohio State game where, yes, he makes that prediction on college game day saying that you guys are going to win that game. And not only do you guys go out and win that game, you you just absolutely crush uh, Ohio State. And I remember watching that game just so emotional, you know, as they show cutaways of, of Tyler up in the in the booth and then when he gets down on the field. And it just seems like everything goes right for Purdue that night, uh, play after play, and then you think, oh, start you know, you're kind of waiting for Ohio State to make a move and then another big play, another big play. And then, of course, to top it off, you know, near the end of the game, you cap it off with the uh, pick six there to to get it up to 49. What do you remember from that night? Man, it was uh, – anytime someone asks me what's my favorite moment for my Purdue career, like I always, always have to say that, even though that's the answer everyone already knows is going to be. But – <laughs> like I, I just remember going into that week, I was just so locked in because, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone I knew, I knew a lot of people that were Ohio State fans from from my hometown. Yeah. A lot of my family members gonna be watching the game. I remember, <laughs> I remember I was trying to, I was asking for tickets like weeks ahead of time. I ended up having to get like almost twenty tickets to try to get everyone to try to come to the game for my family that was trying to go. Um, but yeah, I was just. So locked in, I feel like everyone was locked in, and um, even though like outside noise was was in the predictions, were saying that Ohio State was going to demolish us mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. Uh, I think all of us on the team had belief that we could go out there and win the game, yeah. and um, I think we, I think everyone was just locked in. It was a night game. It was a really, really cool mm-hmm. environment to play in, and I think that um, we did. We all just came out ready to play on all sides. You know, offense played outstanding. Defense had some great stops. We had some great special teams plays. But Joe Shopper had the, the fake punt. And got yeah. <laughs> to put up the head. We were just, we were just firing all cylinders. Yeah. And that's you know, I think we were just really locked in that night. And um, just coincidentally, or not coincidentally, yeah. it's all aligned with with how Tyler predicted yeah. that. And uh, you know, for me, getting the pick six at the end and being from Columbus, it was just there were just so many look, little separate narratives with that with that game and that's why people are still talking about it today yeah you got that picture of uh picture with uh, tyler and his family uh, after the game too that um i'll put out there on twitter too so people can see that just a, a cool moment there uh with you guys um obviously that game stands out above all and again as we talked about the, the impact uh tyler had uh on you and the whole team um what do you think will be his, you know, his legacy moving forward as far as you know, Purdue sports goes, and and, and beyond that, if if you want. Well, first off, it's going to be hard to talk about his legacy and be able to describe it right now in words mm-hmm. because it's so monumental and phenomenal. Everything that he was able to do, so many people's lives he was able to touch and reach. Um, but part of his legacy lives on through these foundations that his family's mm-hmm. carrying on, and um, you know, part of him is forever at Purdue with the 
when we renamed the gate, yeah. T2 gate. And, you know, everyone that, that, that and then the, everyone that comes to Purdue now is going to hear about Tyler Tran, his story and his impact and his contributions to like, our university. There's a Tyler Trent scholarship award. There's so many things that he's, that he's left behind that he is forever uh, in, in the history of books, especially when it comes to Purdue. Yeah. But his impact across the entire nation was just so monumental. And like I said before, it just affected so many people. So um, I think a, a huge part of it is just, just it get, it, like people that are struggling, especially like mentally or going through any, any situation, looking at Tyler Trent, the situation that he was dealing with and the ability for him to face adversity with a smile on his face mm-hmm. every day and to um, do something positive with given, you know, dealt the worst deck on hand of cards you mm-hmm. could be dealt. Um, I think that just likes, that speaks to people and touches people and inspires people a, a certain kind of way. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. The inspiration is endless. I mean, as we talk right now, Marcus, I'm wearing my, my Tyler Trent, Purdue Tyler Trent strong t-shirt, and I got my Tyler Trent bobblehead and wristband in here in the podcast room as well. So, I mean, like you said, his legacy will, will go on forever and forever. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Purdue football. I know this season wasn't the season that you had hoped for. You know, unfortunately, yourself, Lorenzo, and, and Elijah, three of the captains, you know, miss most or all of the season with injuries. Uh, unfortunately, the season doesn't go as well. You look back, not just maybe on this season, uh, I mean, I don't want to do the what could have been thing, um, but we can maybe just talk more about your Purdue career in, in general. Uh, your, your your thoughts on Purdue football, especially where it came from maybe when you got there to uh, how you left it. Yeah. Uh, so when I was when I was getting recruited, Purdue, like for the past three, two or three seasons before I got there, you know, had been like had, having terrible losing seasons, seasons like two and ten. Mm-hmm. Three and nine, and then even my first two seasons there, I think in 2015 we were three and nine, and then uh, or two and ten, and then 2016 like three and nine. Um, and so part of my part of my decision coming to Purdue involved me wanting to be wanting wanting to be part of history and like being able to change the perception and like direction that Purdue football was headed. And you know, of course, at the time I, it was with. Coach Daryl Hazel mm-hmm. and a different coaching staff. And I didn't know that there was going to be a coaching change or whatever, but I mean, that's just like part of this adapting to your circumstances. And that still didn't change the fact that I wanted to be part of something special. Yeah. And I think in that 2017 season, when Coach Brom and uh, Coach Hole and all those, all those guys came in, the senior class that we had, then we had Jawan Bentley, Danny Zichuku, mm-hmm. uh, we had, um, you know, Jalen Robinson, we had uh, Austin Larkin. We had Dewan Hunt. Uh, we had you know T.J. McCollum that came over, and I think we just had a, such a solid group of guys that wanted to really buy in and do this for us, you know. And so, um, you know, that, that first year going to that bowl game, um, and then you know Purdue fans are some of the most like passionate and supportive fans yeah. to to be, you know, to show up as much as they did, like having so many sellouts at our at our stadium and. You know, even though we we had like a you know some people's standards, we had like a you know a seven and six season, but it was a winning season for us, and so yeah. that just gave Purdue fans and gave all of us hope. And I think that just sparked it the 2017 season, and then you know going forward 2018, going back to a bowl game. Obviously, we talked about the Ohio State game earlier, mm-hmm. but instead of it being like 
you know, oh, produce plan, oh, like, you know, kind of like having this, like, this cloud of doubt, like, oh, I don't know if we're going to win or not. It's like, dude, like, we, we like going to the, we're expecting to win. It's not like we're like a feeling that we're underdogs. We're, yeah. we're, we're in here. We're, we're a legit Big Ten team. Um, and so that's, that's what we, that's what Purdue has become. We're legit contenders now. And, you know, of course, 2019, this season had a, you know, you can look at it as maybe like a setback or whatever, but we had, you know, looking at all the injuries we had, I don't think that this season, um, you know, make, should make anyone think that Purdue is not going on the right path. Right. You know, of course they made some coaching changes or whatever. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't know how, how things are going to be going forward, but, I know, I know we have a, a lot of good guys there. Uh, we got a great, great recruiting class, and then Coach Brom has, has put a great staff together. So I think Purdue, the general, um, you know, path of Purdue football is going to keep going up. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I've, like you said, you could use the word setback or just you know, an unfortunate season, but definitely doesn't label this past year as a failure. You know, just unfortunate circumstances. You know, with injuries. You know, I know injuries are part of a game, but. When you have that many to such significant players like yourself and Elijah and others, you know it's, it is going to you know affect the overall record. But there were some good things this year from you know the youth, all those freshmen that got experience, and you know and, uh, David Bell as well among others. So definitely think the uh, future future's bright, and I think Marcus yourself and others have have left the program in good standing and uh, give us us fans some hope for the future as, as well. Yeah, you touched on the, you know, the the youth getting experience. I think that was great this year. Yeah. I think you know we got some good guys coming back next year. Yeah. You got George Karloftis who broke onto the scene having a great year. Um, you know, Jalen Graham. I'm just talking about defense right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Corey Trice. Like you have some guys who like I've you know I've practiced with and played with that I know are going to be legit players. Jalen Alexander, Derek Barnes. Um, you know. You got you got some guys that Anthony Watts and then getting Lorenzo back this year. I think I think we have a chance to be really good um, you know, on both sides of the ball. Of course, you got Rondale coming back and David Bell had a great season. Hopefully, Plummer comes back and is healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Grant Herman just has to do a good job being a leader for the O line, right. uh, getting those guys right. I think our receiver. I haven't, I haven't seen any of the new recruits we have, but I know we had a great recruiting class. Mm-hmm. And I know we, um, I know that. We got some playmakers, and I think that we, we have a chance to be really good still. So, yes, definitely uh, excited for the next season to get started already. It's you know we can't get here uh, fast enough. But in the meantime, hey, hey, Marcus, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Good luck at the uh, combine uh, this week. I uh, can't wait to hear uh, your name called in April. Absolutely, yes. I appreciate you having me on here. Um, you know, it was, it was great to be able to talk about things we talked about. Um, <laughs> And hey, if you, uh, you go donate to the, to the Tyler Trent mm-hmm. Foundation, like I said before, links to my bio. I know you said you're going to put the link on, mm-hmm. but uh, I appreciate you having me on. And yeah. um, best of luck going forward. Hey, thanks you too, man. Again, yeah, that reminder pledgeit.org forward slash Marcus Bailey, M A R K U S B A B A I L E Y. Again, like I'll have links to it as well. Or if you just look up Marcus on Twitter, uh, you'll be able to see that uh, post as well. And my thanks again to Marcus. Uh, for joining the podcast and uh, hey, boiler up, right? Yeah, boiler up, hammer down, hammer do, yes, sir. <laughs> awesome. A reminder you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod, and you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, 
Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.